This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey everybody, welcome into a Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I am Sean Kelly and I'm so glad to start a new week with you on our podcast and we'll talk Saints and Pelicans all week long and we get started early on this Monday. Greetings everyone from the Grand America Hotel in Salt Lake City, Utah. We are in the wee hours of Monday morning as we uh, lay down some of our podcasts for you today. It's 12.27 a.m. Pelicans have just checked into their team hotel here in Salt Lake City where later on tonight they'll wrap up their three-game road trip with a late tip-off against the Utah Jazz. More details on that, the late tip-off that is, here shortly. We'll certainly look forward to tonight's game as well during our visit with you on this Monday. But uh, the Pelicans have just arrived from Denver, Colorado, where they stunned the Nuggets and uh, beat them up pretty good. Won by 25 points, and it wasn't even that close. The final score, Pelicans 115 and the Denver Nuggets 90. And with the Portland Trailblazers defeating the Los Angeles Lakers on Sunday, the Pelicans are four games back of basically two teams now in the eighth position in the Western Conference. Denver, obviously, but now the Trailblazers are right there. Still two more meetings with the um, Nuggets, one more to go with the Trailblazers. That'll end the regular season. We'll see where things stand uh, when we get to that point. But, uh, we'll, heck, we'll see where things stand even after tomorrow night when the Pelicans take on the Utah Jazz. So we're starting our new week early with you here as the Pelicans will uh, meet tomorrow morning, or I guess I should say later on this morning. I'm all screwed up with my times and uh, even the time zones as we're in the mountain time zone today. But they'll meet and discuss another meeting, their third and final of the season with the Utah Jazz. We'll discuss yesterday's game with the Nuggets and tonight's game with the Jazz with our own Victor Howell, the Pelicans analyst, uh, and I visited on the plane uh, en route from Denver to Salt Lake City, and uh, we'll talk about where things stand with the Pelicans and uh, perhaps whether or not DeMarcus Cousins is able to play later on today after sitting out yesterday with a sprained ankle. And we also have a special visitor today on the Black and Blue Report. A lot of you uh, certainly know Jarius Robertson. For those that don't, perhaps uh, we'll need a little setup today for you. Of course, Jarius has become basically a member of our Saints and Pelicans family as uh, he has been fighting for his very health and uh, is in need of a transplant at some point and hopefully soon uh, to certainly extend what has been a beautiful life and also to, uh, of course, reward him and so many others who are fighting basically every day in a way that possibly you and I uh, have never been able to understand and hopefully, you know, in a lot of ways, and I'm just being frank, uh, will not have to. But uh, Jarius, of course, has been with us. He's uh, traveled with the Saints. He's taken us through so many fun moments over the last uh, several months. And uh, his uh, popularity with our uh, players and staff and fans has certainly grown. And it's all brought awareness to a great cause. Well, certainly in light of all that, it was a great moment on Friday when he was able to stop by the campus and celebrate his birthday weekend with us. Cherry has turned 15 over the weekend. The Bensons invited him in to celebrate a little bit, birthday cake and and uh, some gifts. And uh, he was kind enough to stop by Studio B and in celebration of his birthday, uh, laid down several interviews for us with some of his celebrity friends, including NFL legend Randy Moss, 
who will be a guest of ours today, thanks to Jarius. Those two will visit here coming up. So we've got Pelicans talk and a, a Jarius moment worthy of sharing. More to come certainly this week. But as we sit here in our hotel in uh, Salt Lake City, we'll take a timeout and then pick things up with Victor Howell in just a moment on this Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. It's family night. You take the wife and kids to a new hibachi restaurant. The flames go up. Your wife's eyebrows get singed off. And Junior leaves with a black eye, thanks to a projectile shrimp. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans, facing off against the Chicago Bulls Sunday, April 2nd, with free mini basketballs for the first 3,000 kids. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, and welcome aboard the Pelicans Charter for our next segment of the show. As New Orleans is uh, fresh off of the win at Denver on Sunday, and now getting ready to fly to Salt Lake City as we we bend the, uh, I guess, the uh, parameters of time and space. Victor Howell is kind enough to join us here for Row 19 on the Charter. Uh, first of all, thank you, and and secondly, um, what an unexpected surprise! Not that the Pelicans won, but the way they did at Denver. I'm not sure heading into the game, even hours after the game has ended, we would have thought that the biggest margin of victory this season would have happened in that game against a team that was leading the league in scoring over the last three, north of 125. Their offense was clicking so much, but what an outstanding performance. It's funny because you have, what, 48 minutes in a game, and I would say that was one of the best 46-minute games we've seen. Take away the first two minutes, but who would have thought that a timeout two minutes into the game would change things? Denver has four buckets right off the bat. Three of them are dunks, all four in the paint. Alvin Gentry's furious. He calls timeout, and they came out of timeout, Sean, and don't you know they win the first quarter and then destroyed Denver between quarters two and three, holding them to five field goals in more than 14 minutes and blew the doors off the joint. It was it was a very impressive, impressive performance. Yeah, Alvin Gentry after the game was singing the praises of his team's defense. Um, and, and, Victor, I think probably 
Rightfully so. It was oh, and it should have been defense is what is what won that game against a Denver team that was so strong offensively for the way they have been playing. But they took them completely out of they put took them completely out of the ball game with the way that they played. You know, we talked about Jokic and how good he was, and he was very good on the boards last night. But boy, offensively, he just didn't have anything doing, and that was a credit to the way Anthony Davis played him. It was certainly a credit to the way Alexia Jensen played him coming off of the bench while he scored some points late. It was his defense and his defensive presence when they took AD out and switched up on him that really kept Denver out of that offensive rhythm. The standings get a little shakeup too, don't they? And I know Portland was destroying the Lakers uh, earlier this evening, so. Now it looks like the eighth seed. Now you're, and as we expected, you're truly chasing both Denver and Portland here with nine to go. Yeah, and you, we knew that was the way it could be going in, and we talked about the importance of would it have been nice to win in Houston? Absolutely. It would have been Lanyap, but it really, the focus really started in Denver Sunday night. You get a win with a very impressive fashion, and because of that win, the team we are now getting ready to play locks up a playoff spot, courtesy of our big win over Denver. So now Utah is there. Denver has to go to Portland for their next game before they make their way to New Orleans in about a week. We'll see Portland at the end of the season. So, yeah, a, a big shakeup. But as you and I talked about pregame uh, in Denver, it could have been, like they say in golf, a, a two-stroke swing or a two-game swing. You could have been down six, but now with the win and a head-to-head, you're down four, and you're going to see Denver, as you know, two more times. So it was a, a great way to get, to get the win. And now we could be going up against the Utah Jazz team that, yes, they did clinch a, a playoff spot because of our win over Denver, but they're a little salty right now as well. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about Utah here in just a second. I, I do want to bring this up because, I, look, I know there will be plenty of time at the end of the season. If, they, if the Pelicans don't make the playoffs, there will be plenty of time to look back and go, man, I wish you could have had this, this game here or this game there or you had that one and you let it get away. All that aside, just for the moment, they've won – six of their last eight now and one of those losses as you mentioned to a Houston team that's really rolling so I guess I'm ready to to not look at the Pelicans in the same way I did even two to three weeks ago this this is now I think a body of work where you can say that if there weren't some of those games early in the season this this is a playoff team. Well, sure, and and yes, as you're right, because you can't change those games that happen. And there's there's always the what might have been and what could have been in some of those losses. But look at what's going on with this streak now. You win six of eight, as you mentioned. But how they're playing? I mean, against Denver, they go well north of 100 points. Playing small ball, only had seven made three pointers. They didn't need the long ball. And Tim Frazier finds his way back into the starting lineup. And the way he's been running the offense through seven games now. 39 assists and just two turnovers. The guy that has the ball in his hands that much to ignite your offense is not giving their opponents a chance for extra possessions because he's not only keeping possessions, he's getting the offense involved and leading his teammates to scoring. It's just a the, the number blows you away. With, I think I said 39. I think it's actually 41. It's a 39 differential. 41 assists and just tur- two turnovers in seven contests. Uh, but it speaks highly to the way they're playing. I loved in the Denver game how they really moved the ball around, how they attacked the lane. They didn't have to rely on the three. The three-pointer supplemented what they were doing inside the paint, and that was a category they dominated and won against the number one team in the league in the Denver Nuggets. Uh, you're right. If, if there was a time they had to hit a stride like this, boy, they're finding it. And let's see when Kieran Owen in Utah. The Tim Frazier thing, I mean, you can almost go to a practice and run your offense against air, 5-on-0, <laughs> and there's a chance you could turn it over yeah. more than two times in, say, that many trips or that many games you know let's just say this how many games is it seven games now so that's that's nearly 
700 possessions. Now, I know he's not in on all those because right. he's not playing 48 minutes a night. Right. But that's the kind of number you're talking about uh, here. A- absolutely. And you're talking about then offensive efficiency, efficiency for so many other players. Look, last night you had six players score. Again, uh, or six in double digits, rather. Every player that played in the game against the Nuggets scored. You had six in double figures. But it goes and it speaks to the offensive efficiency. And I know I've said it many a time on a broadcast with you about the season. The three-pointer is, is nice, and it's great when you have that shot. But I loved how they didn't have to use that shot and rely on that shot and then try to get other baskets to supplement it. They worked it the other way around. Yes, they took 21. They hit a third of those. But those seven makes helped supplement all of the made field goals, stretch the defense out a little bit. But we've seen sometimes, including that Houston game, where the Rockets kind of suckered the Pelicans into playing their game and launching a lot of threes. This team isn't built like that. You've got an AD. You've got a Cousins. You've got a Drew who can drive into the lane. You've got the, uh, Solomon Hill, who we've seen been driving some more. you got guys like that who can get inside and be efficient, and that's why I was really such a big fan of the way they won that game against the Nuggets. Pelicans analyst Victor Howell with us here on the Black and Blue Report. We're on the Pelicans charter, getting ready to leave from Denver to Salt Lake City, but this is the Monday Black and Blue Report. So, <laughs> let's look ahead to tonight's yes. game yes. against the Utah Jazz. Look, you're on the brink of a great road trip, and just because you won on Sunday night at Denver doesn't mean now that you can let off the gas here at all. No, not at all. I mean, look, if there's a, another positive you can take from the win in Denver is the fact that you got to rest basically all your key figures in the fourth quarter because it was a 35-point game. We never saw Anthony Davis on the floor. We didn't see Drew Holiday on the floor. We saw a lot of players getting some time that was great down the stretch because you didn't have to play all the big horses. So it was no problem. So you get a little rest there heading into Salt Lake City, and it's a later tip there. But let's talk about the Jazz. They just had a loss to the Clippers. Hayward's a little banged up because of battling some injuries, and then they come off of a loss that was disappointing against the Clippers, and Gobert calls out his teammates and talks about how they're not playing with any toughness. And this is a team that just clinched the playoff spot, and he goes public and calls out his team for saying, we're not playing with any toughness. We have players who are playing for stats more than playing to win. So that's what I mentioned earlier. We're going to see a team that's a little salty because one of their top players who's had an unbelievable year called him out publicly on the carpet. Well, is that convenient that we're there at their building tomorrow night? Look, you, you were on the broadcast for the last meeting between these two teams. You know exactly what Utah can do. Um, so, with that being said, what must the Pelicans do in order to take two or three on this trip? Well, we know that Utah can shoot from the outside a lot. They've got that, that kind of ammunition. And remember the last time these two teams played three weeks ago, it set basketball back a ways for both teams. They were in the 30s at halftime, and it was just not a very efficient game. I would love for them to come out and play with that same type of efficiency and intensity that we saw the latter part of the first quarter through the third quarter. Let's just throw away the fourth for a minute because it was a 35-point game against the Nuggets. That game was over. And you even called in on the broadcast. You said, this, this thing's done. It was over. But, but you, take away, you take that efficiency and that intensity that we saw in Denver. Yes, it's a high altitude, but we just left high altitude. Yes, it's against a team that's good, but so is Denver as of late. It's a later tip. You have a chance to go home with a 2-1 record on this road trip. Two very important wins. I hope they come out with that same intensity and efficiency on the inside. Go Bears, a beast inside. So is Jokic last night, and they took care of him. Now, he's more of a shot-blocking threat, but attack him. Get in there early and make him have to adjust his defense. Don't let him set the tone, and we'll see what happens. Victor Howell mentioned a late tip. 9.40-ish central time uh, later on tonight from Salt Lake City. Uh, Television coverage on TNT, radio coverage with uh, the two of us here. Yes, we will. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Oh, my pleasure, as always. Victor Howell, Pelicans radio analyst. Uh, More from him tonight. Stay tuned. We've got more on the Black and Blue Report, too, as we continue from somewhere in the mountain time zone. Stay with us. 
Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. I'm Jerry Robson, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Thanks again to Victor Howell for taking some time after a long day's work and visiting us with us about the Pelicans' win that saw Anthony Davis, by the way, go for 31 points and 15 rebounds. And uh, as we talked about in the last segment, defense was a huge key to the win for the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. All right, let's turn our attention uh, to Jarius Robertson, who is – Again, celebrating his 15th birthday here over the weekend and uh, certainly brought some sunshine into our building last Friday. And as he always does, we'll uh, be able to extend that into the new week as we uh, take a look back at some of his work, quote-unquote, with us, as he always makes it fun, uh, over the weekend. So without further ado, here's a Monday installment for you that we didn't quite expect, but we're certainly pleased to have Jarius Robertson with Randy Moss. Yo, what's up? <laughs> Jerry, what's up, boy? What's happening? What's up, 2K loser? <laughs> there you go, man. You've been running from me, little fella. What's happening? Nah, I have my own line expired. Hey, hey, Randy, this is Alex, Jerry's friend. I, I want to get the real story because Jerry is sometimes uh, embellishes some story. How are you and his 2K matchups? Man, me and Jerry has played. We played twice. I think we played twice, and the first time I didn't have my boys with me, so he kind of dogged me. And then uh, the second time was a little bit more competitive. So I'm waiting on him to get on here because I don't never run with my boys. I'm running with random dudes. He run with his partner. So, But the thing is about wins and losses. So I, my boys already know about him, so they waiting on him to get on here to bring his boys to the park. So with all that said, we ready when he ready. Jerry, you heard him, man. Where you at? Man, I'll be there today, tomorrow, tonight, any day. Pick a time, I'll be there. <laughs> hey, Randy. Oh, man, this is great. Give me a scouting report on JJ and 2K. What, what's his weaknesses? What's the blueprint on, on beating him? I don't have no weaknesses. His, the, his, strengths, his strengths are, you know, of course he's going to hit the open jumper. Uh, he kind of sneaky going to that rim, so it's kind of like you don't watch him. He'll jump and he'll flush it. But I think just one of his weaknesses, his weaknesses is it, it, most guys have this problem. Not just him, it's just being able to stay with a guy that know how to dribble that basketball. So I've have I've had problems. My man has gotten better. That's why I'm waiting for Jarius to come back to the court. You ain't ready for my squad. I told you that. There you go, man. There you go. Right. Randy, did I you got s- a question for you. Go ahead, Jack. All right. Fastest 
fastest 40 yards ever ran. You ever ran. My 40 yard, uh, I think might have been like a 42540 uh, would happen to be my fastest time that I know to to uh, to memory. So uh, that was it. Is that fast fa- enough, Jay? Pretty much. <laughs> All right. Your favorite NFL player right now since you're not in the league? Uh, my favorite NFL player. Ugh. Ugh. No, well, I probably have to say, you know, I'd have to go with Tom. Uh, Vince Wilfork uh, is considering retirement. You know, and I think that, you know, a lot of guys don't really take relationships away from the game off the field, and it's hard to do. That's not uh, fair. Me and Tom don't really have a strong, strong relationship off the field, but it's, it's a mutual respect. That's not fair. So, but I think when I think when you're looking at the guys, you know, I root for every guy in the National Football League. I'm not really into teams because, as you know, the the business side of it, players come and go. You know, looking at your guy Brandon Cooks, you know what I'm saying. So, That's not fair. When you look at the game and how uh, guys come to organizations and they go. And rooting for every guy on Sunday, you know, of course, you know, me, me being able to break the records with Tom and having the success that I was able to have in New England, of course it would be Tom. But when it comes to my position, the wide receiver position, I look at, you know, a guy like Antonio Brown, of course a guy like Odell Beckham because he's young, full of energy. But the one guy that has stepped up to me, and I've always said that he could dominate this league, if or when healthy, it's Julio Jones. And you see him being able to play a whole season. Uh, you know what he was able to do? He was just one half away from a, from a Super Bowl ring. So I root for every guy, man. But for the number one uh, guy that I really root for that wants to uh, – that I want to succeed, of course, is Tom. But at our position or my position, it would have to be, you know, a guy like Julio Jones and Tony O'Brown. That's not fair. Cause you said Tom, cause he's your teammate. That's not fair. Why not? Why, That's why, not why, fair. Why not fair. That's not fair. Well, if I what, what if I'd have said Drew Brees? That still wouldn't have been fair, cause he's a quarterback. I'm talking about in your position. <laughs> you went to Julio Jones. Well, I like Jones. my quarterback. Who, you went how to do Julio I get my Jones, success? But huh? I go to my cousin Jarvis Landry. Oh man, Landry, Landry, you know, uh, you know what I do like about your cousin, you uh, young Landry. He makes it happen. He makes it happen. You don't see a lot of young, uh, young offensive weapons out there. You know, like Jarvis. Jarvis is not scared to go across the middle. He's not scared to, you know, stick his nose in in the uh, up on the safety to be able to hit him. You know, a lot of that stuff. You you know, you got to really be able to have uh, the attitude to do that. And then when you see a young guy like Jarvis Landry doing it at such a young age, man, the sky's the limit for a guy like him. So, no, remember I said I root for every guy in the National Football League? I mean, I, I, I watch Landry. I still study wide receivers' games even though I don't play it. I still study the guys. Like, I can see where him and Odell played together, worked out together. I can see the, some of their similarities. All right. Our last question, then I have to let you go. 
Because you're not on my level in 2K, and you're not on my team level. How about, how often does somebody tell you straight cash, homie? Oh, man. Oh, probably every time I'm doing a, every time I sign an autograph, uh, anytime I'm probably at a store or something like that. So I get it often. You yeah, know, I didn't really yeah, know that. I, the, the, but I sign more huh? autographs than you, so I'm not worried. You put straight cash, homie, on your next autograph. I see you. I'll be seeing your little posts and stuff you be posting up there with your little signings and your pictures and stuff like that. Man, you done became a celebrity, don't? Became. Became. When, when you was a celebrity since birth, Double J? Yep. I knew I was going to be some since birth. <laughs> Marks. Hey, man, you, you something else, man. But look, bro. I appreciate your time, man. And look, me and my boys will be on 2K all weekend. So bring you, your cousin, your little brother, whoever else you need out there, man. But like I say, I hope all is well with you, little fella. I enjoy talking to you. Anytime you need to speak to me, man, you're on the show. You know how to get in touch with me. Yep, and we'll be there tonight. All right, man. I'll see you on the game. All right, buddy. All right. Thank you, Randy. All right, take care. Have a good one. All right, guys, thank you very much. Good stuff, no doubt. Quick timeout. We'll talk about tonight's game against the Utah Jazz. We'll also share head coach Alvin Gentry's postgame from last night as we continue on a Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. is bright for your New Orleans Pelicans with the addition of all-star DeMarcus Cousins along with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. The time is now to become a Pelican season ticket holder. Those locking in their seats by Friday, March 31st will take advantage of the price freeze and also receive a food and beverage gift card worth up to $600. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. So tonight's a late night for all of us, uh, especially those of you in the central time zone. The Pelicans will not tip off until just after 9.30 central time, 8.30 here in the mountain time zone. Pelicans and Utah Jazz. New Orleans will look to avoid a season sweep, but more importantly, we'll try and keep the good times going. New Orleans has won six of their last eight They'll look to make it a 2-1 road trip with a huge win yesterday and hopefully a very helpful one tonight against the Utah Jazz, who, of course, feature Gordon Hayward and uh, the, the, I guess, the, uh, the Eiffel Tower. There's a different names for, of course, Rudy Gobert, who is a real force in the middle. And so the Pelicans and Jazz tonight, TNT National Television coverage of, as well on the uh, New Orleans Pelicans Radio Network. To help set you up for that, uh, as we had Victor Howell earlier, let's bring in Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry with myself and the rest of the media following Sunday's win. Coach, you said it was going to be a big game tonight. You wanted a big performance from your team. Looks like you got just that. 
Yeah, I thought we played well. You know, uh, we started out the game and uh, we had like three or four mistakes. But, uh, you know, after that, I thought we locked in. And uh, from a game plan standpoint, I thought we were great. Uh, offensively, we did a really good job of moving the basketball. And uh, But uh, the defense won the game for us. Let's tell it like it is. I mean, we were great defensively. Coach, is that the best timeout you've called in a long time, that one that was inside of the first two minutes? I they probably don't think so. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just wanted us to, um, you know, it just seemed like we weren't quite focused. And, and I just know that to play that team right there and the way they score and how, you know, you know the, uh, how easily they can score, that you have to be locked in and you have to do your job. And I just wanted them to make sure that they were doing their job. Things that worked any better for you? You got to sit Demarcus down and, and then Anthony sits out of fourth, the fourth quarter. Yeah, it works out great for us. You know, hopefully DeMarcus can go uh, uh, tomorrow. But uh, to be able to rest, you know, AD the whole fourth quarter and, you know, and have Drew, you know, rest the whole fourth quarter. You know, we got a game tomorrow night. And, and to be able to rest those guys were great. Will you try to play DeMarcus tomorrow because you closed the gap tonight? No, I mean, if he's not able to play, he won't play tomorrow either. I mean, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's a medical thing, and we're not going to do anything to jeopardize anything. If he's ready to play... Uh, and he feels that, that he's capable from a health standpoint of playing, we'll play him. Is it nice, despite all that's changed since the trade, to be able to lean on the defense on a night like this? <coughs> <coughs> to know that's always going to be there consistently? Yeah, no, I mean, I think we've been pretty consistent defensively, you know, actually for the last couple of months. You know, our, our, our offense have really struggled, but we seem to be finding a, a little bit of rhythm there. And, and so we can just continue offensively. Uh, to be that way and then stay locked in defensively, I think we'll be fine. What would you see as the central key for that defensive performance today? Oh, I think I, we have to be it, – it's got to be team defense on us. And we always uh, – one of the things that Erm always talks about is team first. You know, so if you're supposed to pull in and, and help with role situations, you got to think team first. It doesn't matter who you're guarding out there. And our guys have really uh, been real solid in those those situations right there where we have to – stop a roll before we can get back out to a three-point shooter, and we've been able to have multiple efforts and do that. Is there anything about Denver maybe that allows AD to have success, maybe matchup-wise, maybe just the way you are playing them? Or? I think when you average almost 30 points a game, you've had pretty much success against everybody. So I don't think it's one particular team, uh, you know, that uh, you can say that, well, I guess, you know, Detroit has been pretty good against. But, you know, I, I just think he's a really good player, and he takes advantage of the opportunities that are there. What did you like about uh, the guys off the bench, including Alexi and Demo? It seemed like they oh, did Alexi great. Alexi played great. I really did. I thought, uh, actually, I thought he gave us that, uh, that burst of energy. You know, he came up with a couple of uh, offensive rebounds and a couple of hustle plays uh, that really got us going, uh, a couple of baskets that he had really good moves on. So, uh, like, if I was going to pick a player of the game, I would pick Alexi because I thought he, he really kind of changed the game for us from the standpoint of, uh, you know, the intensity level and, and, and then just uh, the hustle and, and, uh, and then execution, really. All right, so there you have it. We'll get back to you tonight as the Pelicans will look to improve on their 31-42 and 42 record and hopefully move a half game closer uh, in the Western Conference playoff chase and, uh, again, tonight wraps up a, home st- or a road trip that will take us to our final homestand of the season. That begins on Wednesday against the Dallas Mavericks. Four games at home before heading back out west to finish the regular season and this chase for number eight. Thanks again to Jarius for his visit with Randy Moss today, Victor Howell, too, head coach Alvin Gentry, and our 
and our own Daniel Salerson, of course, who's kind of keeping things in order and moving forward for us back in Studio B in New Orleans. Until tonight, from Salt Lake City, I'm Sean Kelly. See you next time on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.